Yeah. What is up, everybody? Kelly Connect Podcast episode. Yeah. I am sure it's episode 33 or 4. It's a 33 because we haven't put out names. That's right. But, it says more in the thing. Yes. So I think we're on 35. We've recorded, we've recorded 40. <laughs> Something like that. We're close to it. I'm Coach Chris Lopez. These guys right here, down to my bottom, probably to their left, Coach Robbie Smith, Steve Gee. The mm-hmm. gentleman we have also joining us is Mr. Nick Kindred. If you don't know who Mr. Nick Kindred is, you'll get to know him pretty quickly. Um, if you're familiar with USA Wrestling, I'm sure you see him around at a bunch of tournaments. If you're up and down the state in California, I'm sure you see him. Um, I don't know if he has the whistle in his mouth too much anymore, but uh, he's telling those guys what to do. So, um, Mr. Nick Kindred, thank you for joining us on this fine day in Cali Connect podcast i'm sure you know these two guys here you happy to be here thanks for having me guys yeah robbie's pretty keen on on, on referees he he knows his thing or two about referees you know he does uh... he knows which <laughs> ones he can bully and which ones he can't <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i plead the fifth <laughs> plead the fifth so so nick like we were talking earlier man uh tell us a little bit about yourself where, where you're from and kind of how you how you you know got it obviously i, I remember you Back in Temecula's heydays, when they, you know, had a bunch of hammers like the Flores boys and uh, uh, what's his name, um, uh, the Hispanic dude, the two fifteens. So I forget his name. What was the two fifteen pounder back in the day that you guys had? Uh, Aaron Coleman was second in the state. Who else? They? I mean, the better guys that have come through Temecula are Jake Meredith and Ryan Smith. And uh, back in my day, when I was in high school, but I didn't go to Temecula, it was Justin Flores, Ryan Kane. Yeah. Uh, so what, what high school did you go to? Turlock? I went to Turlock. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh what was the heavyweight at Temecula um from that used to wrestle you guys? Because I remember there was, there was nobody during my years, like when I was in high school, there was nobody from Temecula that was very good uh at heavyweight. What year did you uh, graduate? Let's age you. 90, 98. 98. So, that's the best the guy in Southern California was uh, Hector Torres, who I wrestled in the state finals. And yeah. what was unique about our graduating class was uh, I was injured my junior year. My sophomore year, Hector Torres took third in the state, which at that time, heavyweights didn't place the state when they were sophomores. It didn't yeah. happen. So he took third in the state. I had beaten him twice that year, uh, but I didn't place. I had a terrible tournament. So um, my junior year coming back, I'm like, I'm the guy. Like, I'm going to win the state tournament because I, I, I could beat that guy. Then I got injured, didn't get to compete, and six guys, six underclassmen placed. Well, unlike other weight classes where, hey, six underclassmen place, they kind of scatter, go other ways. Where can I win it? Where, where can I be successful? The following year, our senior year, everybody's back, and there's nowhere to go. So there were six returning state placers and myself. So it was a pretty good weight class. Um, yeah. So what that year, Hector? Hector Hector beat me in the finals. I beat him at five counties in the finals, and I don't think anybody expected expected five that except curse, me. Dude. Five counties. It curse. is the five counties curse. Legit, oh, real, legit man. thing. <laughs> yeah, I had guys come up to me afterwards like that was awesome, but if <laughs> <laughs> you want to, you want to save curse, that one, man. right? Yeah, yeah, it's the real thing. So did you win you, five counties? I didn't know, man. I took. See, eight, it worked eight, out well for you. Eighth, fourth, <laughs> and I think seventh or something like that. But, yeah, yeah, my yeah. county's curse, man. But um, see, I don't know why I had this correlation with you and Temecula. Like, I, I, but then when you were talking about it, I was like, hey, he went to Turlock. 
and and there was a heavyweight that that Temecula had, this big dude. I forget his name, but that kind of reminded me of you. I forget his name, but that's why I was trying to make the connections. That's sizeism. <laughs> Not all big dudes. The big dudes don't look the same. All right, <laughs> big white dude. <laughs> uh, but but uh, so after high school, I mean, did you go straight into refereeing or or? And, and tell us so what, I, what your position is now with Cal USA Wrestling and, and USA Wrestling, how you got to that point. Sure. So what happened, um, you know, I had aspirations to go on wrestling college and be an NCAA champ, just like anybody else who, you know, loves the sport. Um, and my, as I said, my junior year in high school, I was, I was literally practicing my sophomore year that summer was getting ready to go to Fargo was probably in the best shape of my life. Um, felt like, I was thinking about going two fifteens the next year because I felt like wow. I could win it at, e at either weight because I only weighed like two thirty five wrestling heavyweights. So I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna get in shape. I'm gonna go two fifteens, but I was training really hard. And literally the day before I left for Fargo, uh, I was like, hey, let's get one more workout in. I called my coach. Let's get one more workout in. I mean, I was just really training hard. Felt good, and that's I blew out my knee in practice um, that that day before I left for Fargo. So. Torn ACL, torn MCL, torn PCL, medial meniscus, like uh, three of the four ligaments, meniscus on both sides, like really, really bad injury. Um, if you can imagine this, I try and explain this to people. Like if you put a door hinge on the outside of your knee and then you swung that hinge up so that your ankle touched your hip, oh, that's God. what happened to me. Yeah. Oh, so my it was, God. it looked how, like how one of those. Happen? Um, so I was wrestling a coach, big dude, practice? In, in practice, and oh, he, we were, God. we had body locks, and this dude, <laughs> who, you know, I don't, I don't get good if I don't have this guy as my coach, so let's start with that, right? Yeah. But he did this, like, you got a body lock, right? To me, I would go towards, like, the trap arm side, mm -hmm. right, if I want to attack that leg. Instead, he did, think about, like, if I was trying to now headlock, like, the arm that's on the overhook side, I try and slip that up and headlock, mm -hmm. but he didn't slip it up. He stayed with the body lock and stepped across my body that oh. direction. And then, <laughs> and then I stopped him. Like I dropped my hips and then he popped anyway. Oh, and my foot got stuck in the mat and it oh. just, again, it went all the way up to my hip. Oh. It's like one of those, those like clouds that you, you punch and they pop right back up. It was so much torque. It, oh. I looked down and my ankle is on my hip and then I popped right back up and then I fell down and like got really sick and it was gnarly. It was, oh it was not a good injury. So now, just now, this about is, it. now this is sophomore year. My sophomore year. Yeah. Like oh, after man. like going into Fargo, my sophomore year. So I yeah, missed yeah. my whole junior year. Totally. Uh, and you know, I had places at the world team trials. Like I was, I was feeling good. Right. You know how that is. Right. When yeah. you're feeling like you're on, like I was feeling good. And so, Again, missed my whole junior year. Had to see all these dudes that I used to beat up on. They're all, you know, placing the state, placing the national tournaments, and guys that I like mollywopped, right? Like not guys that I just kind of beat. So, um, but they got better while I was hurt, right? So then, uh, my senior year came back. Had a good, had a good senior year. Ended up second. Fell short there. I got taken down on the worst takedown in the history of the state finals. That's my claim to fame. I remember telling some of my wrestlers that. And they're like, nah, it couldn't be that bad, coach. Couldn't be that bad. I'm like, no, watch. And they watch like, oh, yeah. <laughs> really bad, right? How so, you have the, uh, you have the tape? I have the tape, yeah. I'll show you guys sometime. It's, yeah, it's I, embarrassing. I, I can't find the tape. I can't find the tape. <laughs> you, you're going to roll out the, the VCR. And... <laughs> yeah. I, 
I digitized my dad recorded everything and I was smart enough to digitize it. It's saved nice. on several drives, nice. so I don't lose nice. it. You know what I mean? Is that a video so, you don't want to keep saved for very long or uh I don't watch it, that's for sure. Other than, you know, <laughs> I'm humble enough to know and I think anybody who's had success in sport, we've all gotten our ass kicked before, right? So yeah. I'm humble enough to know like whatever. I'm not the best wrestler that ever walked the face of the planet and this is something we can laugh at. <laughs> I didn't laugh at it for a good ten years, but I can laugh at it now, right? <laughs> so uh, what what was it? What was the takedown? So uh, Hector Torres, the guy Russell was really really strong. Like uh, he 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 picked me up in the air at five counties, and I remember going, "What in the hell am I doing up here?" Like a redrop, but like I was up <laughs> above his head. Yeah. Like how often does the crowd ooh and awe on a redrop? But they were like, "Oh, right," because I was way up there. Big strong dude. So he would get an underhook and kind of like bury his head, and then like knee pick or you know, some sort of like heavyweight type leg attack off of his underhook. And because he was so strong with his underhook, the way I would take that away, he was way bigger than me, way stronger than me, is I would like clamp down on the overhook side and then like step in with my hip and it, and it brought his elbow down, right? So like yeah. he couldn't jack it up. And, you know, credit to his coach. I don't know if you guys remember Louie. Chris, you probably do um, from Roseby. Louie's a great dude. Um, we lost uh, Rest him. in peace, Coach Louie. He's in these yeah. past way. Yeah, great guy. And um, you know, he did he did his due diligence. As soon as he went to the underhook and I clamped down to step in, he just dropped and grabbed my leg and like I was just off balance and I literally like fell backwards. It no. looked like no. somebody drilling, like it was off like, like, He off balanced you, huh? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. off balanced you in folk style to your butt. Yes, yes. Oh. It was not it's not oh, good. No. It's not oh, good. Man. You have to look at it a different way. It's not that it's the worst takedown, he just he was he did it clean he did it he right did it clean you got it yeah it's not the he worst did. one it was it he was, was, a, uh, was the cleanest one it was legit. it's embarrassing it's embarrassing if you're on the other end of the cleanest one so yes 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 <laughs> yes so anyway. so how so that that injury and all that stuff so, kind of led to how you got into your refereeing yeah good good and, and, and who, back uh, on track and who who kind of introduced you to that so I, I ended up going to the high school nationals and I blew up my knee again, first match back there. Um, and then when I went to have surgery, I'm still gung ho. Like, Hey, we're, I'm still being recruited by plenty of schools. Um, and I went to the number one knee specialist in the country and he did a tremendous job. Like I would say even now, like my knee is in pretty good shape considering how bad it was. Uh, but he did such a great job on my knee that he didn't focus on anything else. I ended up with a paralyzed foot. So, um, the surgery was supposed to take four to six hours and it took 12 hours. And so over 12 hours of dead weight being compressed, like, so they put you in like a clamp so they can work on your leg. Right. And he told me before the surgery, Hey, you need to lose a little, little bit of weight. Cause the clamps we have, they're like an inch and a half smaller in circumference than your leg is. So if you lose some weight, that would help out. Well then for 12 hours, having your leg compressed in a clamp, that's an inch and a half smaller than the circumference of your leg. It smashed the nerve. Right. So I ended up with a drop foot. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the drop foot, but I, like literally my my foot just dangled, right? So really hard to compete at a college level with a drop foot. So I love the sport and I wanted to stay involved. So I started coaching immediately. And so the way I got into refereeing is, is a funny story. Uh, as you guys, I don't want to give anybody uh, any, any, um, any secret hints on how they could maybe skirt the rule of getting on the floor at the state meet. But um, for those California USA tournaments, you had to have go through the bronze clinic, right? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I never wanted to sit through the bronze clinic because I'm a heavyweight and everybody had weighed in. They were going to eat. Like, I don't want to sit through this shit while, I'm, while everybody's going to eat. So it dawned on me, if I sign up to referee, I get on the floor anyway. And nobody's going to question whether I have a bronze card, right? So that's how I started refereeing at the state level. So I'd referee mostly always. Um, just, you know, you get your 15 bucks to referee at the local tournament. That helps pay your entry fee. So, um but the first time I ever did a state tournament is because I wanted to coach and I didn't want to sit through the bronze clinic. And then they put me on the guy named Leroy Evans. So Leroy Evans is the, he's a co-founder of USA wrestling. His license book for referees is like mine's two, nine, six, five, one, which is like 29,651. Right. Um, his is zero, 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 two. He's, he's the second referee ever, right? So, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so Leroy refereed two Olympics. He, he refereed in 96 in Atlanta and he refereed in Sydney in 2000. And he was the Dwayne Morgan before Dwayne Morgan. So Dwayne, like I kind of learned from him, he was the state chairman. But Leroy's from Turlock. So Leroy is a biology teacher at Turlock High and was the Turlock High wrestling coach. Not my wrestling coach. He had since like retired when his son was done and moved on to refereeing and things like that. But um, they put me on his mat. And cool. So I'm refereeing. Again, I'm just trying to coach my kids. That's why I'm on the floor. But my head coach, Frank Clemente, I don't know if you guys know mm -hmm. Paul Clemente or if you know Frank, uh, but Frank Clemente was my wrestling coach. And he would eat dinner every Sunday at the, at the Evans house. And he called me after that tournament. He goes, hey, all Leroy would talk about was what a great referee you were. Right. And so this guy's refereed two Olympics at this point, And it's a pretty good compliment to get right for, for when you're just kind of trying it out. Right. So when you get a compliment like that, I don't know, I guess you're like, well, I guess I should keep doing it. So that's how it happened. And I kept, I kept getting on the floor and not having to go to the bronze clinic. <laughs> I do. I do remember it all came to a head because I got selected to coach the national team. And I'm pretty sure all three of you were probably on that national team the first time I, I like got Maybe to go. Not Robbie, I'm a little bit older. I was not. I, I mean, was Chris not. You were not. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure, Chris was. And and are you guys the same age, Stevie? Nah, he's like a year or two older than me, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember you. Guys I, were he, I remember he went, you he's 40. We, we... <laughs> nice. I went in 99. That was the first year I went. <laughs> So not, I did not go in 99. My first year was 2000 <laughs> yeah, uh, coaching. I was, I, was, so... I was on that trip. Yeah. So they did. We were uh, we double champ that year, didn't we? We yeah. double champ. Yeah. We were really good. Was uh, it like uh, we had, uh, I think it was like. Uh, we won junior yeah, duels that Michael year. Michael Simpson, uh, Chris Pendleton. Like uh, we had all those guys on the team, man. I think we were, Max Odom was your year, though, I think, right? Max Odom. But he'll Max is a year younger than me, but we were roommates at, at in Fargo uh, yeah. when we went. Me and Max were buddies back in the day. So, um, so keep going here because I'm I'm liking this story. So yeah, sorry for, yeah. for so, sorry for them for interrupting for, you guys. You get selected for two thousand. So I, so I get selected for two thousand. Um, and again I've been like skirting the system the whole time, and then all of a sudden, um, I got to go coach in Fargo, and you have to have a bronze certification <laughs> to get on the floor in Fargo, right? Yep. And so I remember distinctly, you know, I'm twenty years old. You're still like like a kid, and so I'm trying to like Dwayne wanted me to go do something to help out. And I was like, yeah, I, I can't do that. Cause I got to go to this coach's meeting. And he's like, what coach's meeting? And I'm like, 
you know, just coaches meeting. Again, I've already been selected to, to coach a national team. Like, I don't want to admit to anybody, yeah, I've been coaching for two years and haven't had the proper certification, <laughs> right? So, bottom line is, I said, yeah, I got to go get my bronze certification. They kind of rolled their eyes and they weren't happy with me. But I went and sat through it and somebody handed me the answers to the test and they got my certification and I got to go to Fargo. So, nice. that's, that's, uh, but that's how I originally got into it and stayed with it was just, I want to get on the floor and I want to go eat when everybody goes to eat. So. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Spoken like a true heavyweight. Spoken like a true heavyweight. I bet there's some lightweights oh. that would think that way too, yeah. though. No, there It's are. not just a heavyweight thing. Um, so let's do this though. Uh, can, talk about the, where, cause you're one of our head officials in the state. You're actually on the, uh, 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 the board for USAW. Oh, yes, WA. Yes, WA. There it is. Uh, there's so many different prone uh, acronyms. acronyms that we have to do now. So, um, but talk about, rec- I want to talk about recruitment of trying to get refs to come um, and, and what could be the benefit for getting these kids out there uh, and refing. Cause I think it's a big thing. I, I'm a big advocate for the refs now and, um, and, and trying to get build, uh, we try to do as much as we possibly can here at CYC to educate and build the refs in our area. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a, it's a, this is a, a time for you to recruit kids and, and parents and coaches to possibly get into refereeing. So, yeah, besides getting on the floor at the state meet, that's a perk. That's a <laughs> well, it's perk. a perk. <laughs> you know, it, it, even looking at the grassroots level, like I started because, again, I could earn a little bit of money that would pay my entry fee. Uh, they would feed me, even if it wasn't a lot, like I didn't have to pay them food. So like, it was a way to a not sit in the stands and be bored all day. Right. This is pre cell phone, but you guys are CYC yeah. guys. Um, I mean, you, you hung around Jimmy Madero's and Christian Bowerman, like you better learn how to play cards. Oh yeah. We were um, playing cards. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what we did. It was real back then. <laughs> so was, so was AC Ducey. AC Ducey. Yeah. <laughs> I saw both those guys take a lot of money off a lot of people uh, over the years. Yeah, yep. uh, and it might not ever. have all been legit. We don't, know. We, don't been... know. Hey, hey, we, we don't know. Speculations. Hey, I'm just saying there might have been some dealing from the bottom of the deck. Yeah, of all our listeners, yeah, somebody listening, they're going to they're gonna go back to it. So, yeah, I sit in the stands all day never really, like, appealed to me. Um, and so it kept me active at a long day. And, again, put a little money in my pocket. So the same, I would say, is true. And then even as things progressed for me, I couldn't wrestle anymore because of the injury. And I just wanted to be involved at the highest level I could be involved. Like, that's how I've always approached wrestling. Like, how do I, when I was competing, how do I compete at the highest level? Okay, I can't compete anymore. How do I coach at the highest level? Oh, I'm I'm okay at this refereeing thing. How do I referee at the highest level? So, for me, I've had a front row seat, literally, to the best wrestling in the world um, because I stuck with officiating. And if you have some wrestling knowledge or you just like the sport, like that's a great way to be exposed to that stuff. Because here's the thing, um, Chris, you were a great wrestler, but you didn't ever make a world team, right? Like, like. Uh, yes, I did, but. Uh, a cadet. Does that count? You didn't make a senior world team. No. I, the point. The point is, is that thanks, all. Appreciate competing, that. competing at that <laughs> level. The longer you're in it, the harder it is to compete at that level, right? And so, people who love the sport and want to stay involved. Yeah. That's another avenue to do it, and yeah. and to do it at a high level. And and honestly, 
because we rely on volunteers and now I'm kind of like sharing the, 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 the dirty little secrets here. Like we don't turn people away. So there are guys who, and, and Robbie will probably talk about this a little bit. There are guys who we have on the mat sometimes who like, we could do better. We can yep. do better. Right. And we won't yep. want to do better. Um, but we're Will not we turning those guys away. No, Chris, no. we're not going to say no. names. <laughs> I have one. Um, well, here's the thing. No matter what you say, I'm not. I'm not um, confirming or denying anything. So <laughs> we don't want to get. We don't want to get you in any any bad light. So we won't say anything. Don't worry. USA Wrestling doesn't watch this. Bruce, I know or, Bruce though. Bruce, my my boy Bruce Baumgartner watches this. Nice. Nice. No. Tried to get Bruce and Cole Conrad to go takedowns uh, in Fargo last year, and neither one of them wanted any part of it. And that's how mm. you know they're legit badasses, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that well, no, and that's that's. I feel it's a big thing. Is and that's true though. But I feel that's a big part of like what we're trying to do up here. Uh, and I think Chris is. I want Chris to hop more uh, more on board with the uh, the the official education parts of things down there, and get somebody in SoCal to do it. But um, those people that are signing up, say hey, sign up, but then also be a student of the game and learn. So it's right. not just you show up and you are turd and i think and, a lot of them are doing that though showing up no showing no up. no a lot are yeah, showing up and and being a student of the game yes. yeah they're, yeah. they're yeah. asking questions and they're yeah. like we'll, we'll see coaches at tournaments or not coaches we'll see officials at tournaments and like hey what about that and they'll ask us questions and it's like oh yeah no it's this or this or this and you know we do we do our officials education things with the coaches here and officials here and we've learned a lot from it on the on on the coaching aspect. well like, well that's the other side right calls like, and all that kind of stuff like the the other thing is I got into officiating right not just to get on the floor but what was the was the primary driving force right was to to coach to coach at a high level and it made me a better coach no question about it right mm-hmm. um like I understood the rules I understand not just the rules though I understand what's in the referee's head mm-hmm. right I understand what what their thought process is and how to come at them and then you get to know some of them and their personality so not it's not just how to come at a referee but how to come at that referee right yeah. and so yeah. um. So certainly it, it makes you a better coach. Um, so the problem now is we used to like let people do kind of a hybrid thing, but the sport's grown so much. You really can't like coach and referee at the same time, but like high school coaches who who don't necessarily want to go um, coach freestyle or, or their kids go to club places. Maybe they come out and referee some freestyle. Refereeing freestyle is fun. Like it, it, and refereeing folk style is fun, but they're different for sure. Um, you know, it's you know a different. Makes, you know what doesn't make it fun is the parents. <laughs> parents that's fact. don't make it that's fun fact. it's like it is fun right i mean but the parents don't make it fun for the referees and some of us coaches but i mean yeah <laughs> but I mean, yeah i mean parents man that, that comes back coaches. to like being a student of the game right i will say this you know the better i the better i've gotten the less i've had to deal with that stuff because when you know what you're talking about like um people people recognize that so but don't get me wrong i've had to deal with my fair share of um, there's always yeah. building in the process, so, right? So, so you have so, to start somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What I what I brought up to, so I'm on uh, the the for Cagua, right? You're familiar with Cagua. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, what I'm trying to do, you know, Fo Dominguez. Yeah. So Fo, I'm trying to help him here because we get a lot of the younger refs at the at the associations, you know, on the weekends for the little guys. Um, yeah. And so. You get these parents, you know, they get their coach's card, they get whatever they got to get to get on the floor. And then 
it's a lot of you know parents that aren't very educated in, in the sport of wrestling and probably haven't done much with wrestling they're kind of living through their kids and you know their kid's good <clears throat> or an athlete and so you know they're on the floor coaching <clears throat> they're yelling at these refs and they're they're using f-bombs dude they're cussing out their kids and and um it's it, it's so messed up but uh, what I what I what I tried to implement, and I don't know if maybe this has to go through you and Kelly say wrestling is giving these guys yellow cards and red cards on the weekends at these Kaggle tournaments and saying, look, guys, there's a yellow card, dude. Chill out, you know, and then the guy starts cussing, here's a red card, you're out, dude, for the tournament and the next one. Just so it gives them some some type of authority in there because right now they're getting trampled on, dude. These young guys, these you know, 20 year olds, 21 year olds, they're just getting mother after and the yeah, referee those, matches those... that are like, yeah, for trying sure. their best, you know, and, and, and they're getting mother after my bro, we're at Cagua. Chill, dude. Like, no one cares. Those, those settings are the toughest settings, right? Where everybody's all over the floor and everybody's, you know, there's a lot of emotion in those, in those arenas, right? And the more you could separate emotion and get it away from the mats, the the smoother things go, but it's really difficult in those situations. But here we're talking about a youth Cagua tournament. I just read a report. Um, I don't know if I want to say which event, but a, a prestigious event, or that should be a prestigious event. And I just read a report that's going to go to their the organizing Farrell? body. What's that? The, the Bill Farrell? No, I was, <laughs> but I but I did I did walk in there at the end and. I, I didn't. I didn't see much of that tournament, but sorry, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. no, a, a, col a college tournament. Okay. Uh, it, it was the it was the junior college state tournament, and and the guy who did the video review, who was the independent reviewer, he he wrote a report. I wasn't there. Brandon Dorn was there, my business partner, and Brandon said, "Hey, send me that report before you send it. I just want to kind of see what your thoughts were." But kind of kind of feedback was, "Hey, this is supposed to be like a really prestigious event, and and it's our culminating event for our season." And there are just some things that could have been done to make it more special, more prestigious, and give it the credit it deserves, right? And some of the things they're talking about is everybody's on the floor. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's coaches in where the trainer should be. There's coaches all around the mat. When a mat is turned off for go times, like everybody just gathers on the mat, like things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Which comes back to across our sport, including like at the U.S. Open, things like that, security is a major problem yep. i was just in albania at the world championships a couple of months ago and a full-on i wasn't there but jason my roommate was there a full-on fight broke out between two countries like in the stands right next to us the officials and there was zero security anywhere <laughs> they're just gonna fight until they were done fighting um so this is a problem like at all tournaments it's it's something about the wrestling um culture in particular like uh, there's just not not a lot of policing of the floor and security is not real important. And uh, in this report that I read, I thought the guy did a really good job. He he wrote down referees are not security. Mm. Like that's mm -hmm. not what we're there to do. Yeah. Right. So, um, the, but a, sorry, I feel it's on the person on that runs the tournament. Right. Yep. So like 100 percent. Yeah, it, it's that's the whole it's thing. A, that could be two different things, though, because that could be the host the person who's the, where the tournament's at. Or the tournament director, because sometimes those are different. You know what I mean? Then, like, then yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but who's responsible for that? Because well, here's it, the thing. It, Again, I'm so talking... like in our in our in ours, right? Is CAG should CAG will be responsible for that? Or I ran the first tournament, right? 
we barricade it off? Or is that something that I should be in charge of as the host tournament, right? Or is in that my something opinion, that in my opinion, the organizing body has to have set of standards, right? Like, hey, if you're hosting a tournament, here's what you're agreeing to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. And one of those is you're going to provide barricades and you're going to provide security. Here's the thing about security. It's a terrible job, right? It's an awful job. Nobody wants to do it. In fact, I've been banned from being security at my own tournaments because I'm a <laughs> right? And, and it causes, and it causes and, But in conflict. reality, in reality, hey, Harvey, take that word out. Just take it out. Wow. Sorry. No, you're fine. No, no, no you're fine. That was that was the correct usage of that. And also, Chris says, don't don't let Chris do that to you real quick. We're going on sidebar. This guy swears on this show all the time. I felt like that was the right word to use in this situation. 100%. 100%. Don't let him do that to you. But the, the, the funny thing is, is that like you're actually not. It's the fact that like that that you're doing it to them, you are the right. But that you're doing your job by keeping these. First of all, it's about the kids, right? The safety of these kids. Right. And so, so they don't realize the parents don't realize that as as an entity as Cagua, they're they're responsible if something happens, right, on the floor. Our first event, Nick, there was three fights that weekend. Three <laughs> fights, yeah. one on the floor, right, and uh, one in the stands and one outside, right. So th those were things that we had to. You know, Delhi, I had to be like, okay, well, let's figure out what happened. Like a cop, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yep. and I had to coach my kids, so it was like, all right, well, what do we do with this person? You know, it's like, and one of them didn't wasn't a coach; he was on the floor, and I was like, how did he get on the floor? You know, and so they're leaking in through sides because I you don't see it in football. I mean, you do, but like they, they're in the stands. You know, right. you don't see it in baseball. Parents are not on the on the field in baseball. So why is it that these parents that don't about wrestling. You know talking about Nick. See what we're talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know anything about wrestling, but they want to be the front and center of this kid, thinking that it's the most frustrating thing because they. Well, think you, that, you, you know that, why, Chris? Did this is, time out, Chris? Did this just happen this last weekend? Yes. Okay. okay. And deal with every weekend. He's he's what he's hot. talking about. What he's talking about. I deal with every weekend. Dude, yeah. Right. And I have to. I'm the one that has to go dissolve the situation. That's yeah. me. You know, so yeah. I'm just frustrated with having to, to say the same things over and over and over again to yeah. the same parents as to why are you on the mat? Yeah. Like little Johnny is going to do better if you're nowhere around him. Is there, well, a, lot of, is, is there a lot of clubs that, that go to the tournaments or is it just a lot of individuals? Because if 15, it's clubs, clubs. Yeah. talk to the coaches at the club and say, hey, I do. you guys got to check your parents. We Otherwise, have a coach well, you have a coach coming back for every tournament. Here's here's another, and you might want to edit this part out, but since we're just talking, like here's another little little dirty secret that nobody thinks about or wants to like acknowledge is real. But we were running a tournament at Temecula ten years ago, and uh, you know we weren't really controlling our floor as much as we should. And one of the wrestlers came to us and said, "Hey, coach, that guy followed me in the bathroom with a camera." And and this guy was you you mentioned like yeah one of the guys wasn't even a coach there are people who can just walk into that gym because that they they know there's a youth wrestling event going on mm -hmm. and they don't have good motives at all right yeah. and and you're letting those people just among all these kids because there's no there's no security there's no you know there's no protocols yeah. in place to deal yeah. with that and again yep. 
that is a major problem. That's why safe sports become such a big deal because yeah. of those things. Yeah. And the idea is that there's a trickle trickle down effect to the grassroots, but the fact is there's not because who's going to run your security, right? Like you have to have systems in place for those things. You can't just deal with it week to week. Like, oh yeah, it's going to happen this week because it's not right. You have you got to put systems in place. Yeah, I right. think that's something that that as a as 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 you know board member on Cadwell is that we should implement into tournaments and say that host must provide barricades you know like you can't just have an open floor right or mm-hmm. it has to be something where it's barricaded off just to prevent those things from happening but it's even with happening. the barricades sometimes it's tough because we, we yeah. have barricades at our gym for our tournaments and um we always we always have parents trying to get in or you know other other people trying to get in. it's like no get off the floor it's it's not the easiest thing to yeah. do but you just you got to stay on top of it and also too though it's like i'm i'm willing to be that guy oh we both are we both we both we <laughs> both are and you're willing to be that guy right so like yeah and it's not if you act right none of this would happen you wouldn't hear my voice i wouldn't yell at you i wouldn't yell at right. the kids none of it i don't want to yell that's why i tell my kids right. all the time i don't want to yell i don't want to be this way I don't want to do it. I just want to sit here and coach and, and have fun, right? But I'm willing to sit there and say, get off my mats, right? Like right. I had I had a coach just tell one of my parents the other day that he thinks I'm cocky and I'm, 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 I'm arrogant and stuff like that. You well, obviously haven't read the book, dude. You haven't done yourself a certification, dude. Ego is the enemy, bro. Ego is the enemy. And, yeah. and all this stuff, he's only seen me at weekend tournaments. And he's seen me at mine. So it's like, First and foremost, I I believe in my athletes. I do carry a, an aura around me when I coach, and I'm loud and I'm boisterous. You don't know me. And then when you come to our tournament, I tell you to up my mats. Like, I don't want you here. If you're a parent or, or another coach that's not loud on, get off. Mm-hmm. And and so these people are, you know, it's like, don't, Ridiculous. don't judge it. Just be just be good, be, be a good human and there'd be no problem. And that's what we have a problem about. So maybe you yep. just got to grow a pair, Chris, and like show your dominance yeah. and then just all stop. So just show your tattoos, me, bro. They don't oh, just show your tattoos, yeah, bro. They don't, they don't Not how us Mexicans work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Just because I'm Mexican, I can't gotta, show my tattoos. Your... Sorry, it's the Norwegian got... side that's scary. Dude. Yeah. That's the Viking but side. Segwaying into the, you talked about the grassroots aspect of it, right? Um, explain a little bit about people that don't understand the grassroots of California USA wrestling and what that's meant it's from for the referees, right? To get some of these younger guys in there refereeing and how they can go about doing that and, and promoting. Maybe there's some kids, right, that are that are like you that are good, but they got some injuries and they're not going to wrestle in college, right? And this might be an avenue for them to 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 take and, and get a little bit deeper into refereeing, you know. Well. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because you said maybe explain to some people who don't understand. And now, again, I'm probably going to piss somebody off. But so, in speaking to people who don't understand, I am also speaking simultaneously because they fall into that category um, to some of the association directors in the state. Um, <laughs> we won't name names, <laughs> so, but you know. Who so. You are. So grassroots, right? So the state's broken into, I don't remember how many now. We have a lot, like 16 or 18 associations, right? With the idea that, um, you know, you're controlling your local area and you're setting the standard for your local area. 
and if you had Todd on here, I'm sure he preached about this because he preaches about it all the time. Like we, same thing I just talked about standard operating procedures, right? Like systems in place. If, if every association was held to a certain standard, like a minimal standard, you're going to do things this way is how you do business as a subsidiary of California State Wrestling, we'd be a lot better off. We have about seven associations who really do their due diligence, um, who have, you know, have a board, um, and pay their officials, make sure their officials are licensed. Um, and then everybody else doesn't. Um, and, and they let high school kids do it. That's, there's so much risk in that. And I think people, they just kind of slough that off. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Risk, risk. Well, when you get sued, you'll know, but until you, you know, until you do, and luckily I've never been in that situation, but you could talk to Corey Salmon. He's been in that situation a few times. Um, Greg Chappell's been in that situation a few times. So it, it does happen. Uh, but on top of that, like, why do you want, a high school kid who's doesn't know anything about freestyle Greco roughing your freestyle Greco matches, right? Nobody's getting better doing that. Now it's a high school kid. I started as a high school kid and I failed to mention earlier, the, the grassroots guy for me, the real mentor for me was Frank Gama. Like mm -hmm. every week he showed up, he handed out shirts so that we had an official looking shirt he handed out bands, he handed out whistles. And then, so we didn't have to provide that stuff. He collected it every week, took it home, washed it, brought it back. Right. Um, that was huge. Like our association. You, did he wash the whistles? Because you guys were all using them. So. Uh, I think we got to keep the whistles. So <laughs> unless, unless you were in that kind of thing, I always turn mine back in. You know, like a like a kamikaze. Give me the next one, right? But um, <laughs> this was all way before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, um, well, so what can a, what can really a, like a, what can a 15, 16 year old kid do? to be educated on, on refereeing and get out there and be a, be in a legit official. The, the nice part now is the nice part. I mean, the answer is we need the local association to have at least a guy who they can turn to. Right. Cause that's what I had. But um, short of that, because I can't force every association to do that. The nice part is you've got the internet. Um, you've got uh, uh, USWA. We have a Facebook page. There's the rule of the day. Uh, a guy like Edgar Carrasco, do you guys know Edgar? Yeah. Um, he was a guy who showed interest early on, and luckily Brandon noticed that. He was he was refereeing folk style, and we're like, hey, you know, he's he's got some skills, but honestly, our local association for referees was not very good, uh, folk style. Um, and so and Brandon was is like, that the guy that just shaved his head? Well, he's kind of like, he's kinda, he's kinda like a kind of stocky Mexican guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's a good shape though. Um, yeah. He's not overweight or anything. So he, he's, he's here this weekend. He's refereeing at the senior oh, nationals, which was, which was a selection tournament. Right. So he's, he's made his way up. Um, but he's a guy who, you know, had some interest and then found, we always talk about when we're mentoring people, like find the right guy to listen to. Right. If you find the right guy to listen to, you're going to do well. And, and it's, sometimes it's hard to figure that out. Um, but I try and when I when I meet young officials who are aspiring, I try and point out somebody in their area. Hey, here's the guy you want to listen to. Right. Um, so that they know, because you can also listen to the wrong person and it doesn't doesn't go well. So and sometimes that person changes. Right. Um, Frank Gombo is a huge mentor of mine. And then there became a point. It's not that I stopped listening to Frank. I always listen to Frank, but there was a point where my skill set, you know, went beyond his. So I found a new person to listen to. Right. So, um, so yeah, YouTube, what's quiet, that? Frank. You're like, yeah, quit. Frank, be quiet. No, you know what? Actually, he did. I'm gonna, I'm he did that. 
I always <laughs> defer to him. And he's like, nah, Nick, like I, I defer to you now. Right. He's the one that recognized that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, stir stuff up over here. Oh, geez, this guy, this guy's feeling spicy over here. You guys have a good rep right now. This female rep she does it. She does the state tournament down the San Diego section. Carla, yeah, Carla. She. That's what I was thinking of when I said, like, "Hey, here's who you want to listen to." Yeah. Because, um, because she could very easily straight along with some, yes, yeah, 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 and, and like, hey, if you're gonna take advice, here's who you want to take advice from, right? We uh, we have we I mean we have Todd up here we have yeah, Todd we, and we have Sadiq we have some really good reps up here, uh in our association but then we have a couple in our association that are that have been around for a while, and try to teach and we're like no mm-hmm. no yeah. no don't don't take this young ref that has potential and give him your bad habits take <laughs> right. this young ref and go talk to that person. Right. Yep. And I feel there's times where uh, and it happens a lot in our association yeah. because we have those guys that have been around for a while, a little creepy. Uh, I think we all know who we're talking about. And then um, <laughs> but likes it and, 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 and talks to the reps and tells them. And I listen to those conversations and then I go That's to that, the absolute wrong thing. I'm like, do. what are you doing? I was like, and now I won't. Now, again, I, 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 I am. I am who I am, who I am. But I'll tell that person, I'll tell the, the ref that was talking, being talked to, I was like, hey, go talk to somebody else and ask them what that same question. Because- you want to hear something funny, though? Like, what is our job as, as referees, right? We, we are making judgment calls, right? Yeah. We, we're yeah. we're, evaluating, we're yeah. taking in a lot of information. We're processing it quickly. And then we're coming to a, to a judgment. Guess what? Figuring out who to listen to is part mm-hmm. of our skill set. Right. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's right yeah. in the wheelhouse. The better, the better you are as an official is because you're able to take in a lot of information, mm-hmm. a lot of different input, process it quickly and then decide, okay, here's the call I'm going to make. And sometimes like, yeah, I'm not listening to that person. They yeah. <laughs> like, I can figure out pretty quick. They don't know what they're talking about. And that's, yeah. that's a real thing, right? Like, yeah. But then if you have somebody you respect, and I just had this conversation with my son last night, had nothing to do with wrestling. Like, yeah, sometimes a somebody they're your, you know, they're your superior in age or they're superior in position or whatever. And that doesn't always make them right. Right. So you, so you, so you listen to them and, and you, and you're respectful and you nod your head and then (laughs) it goes in one ear out the other. Right. Like sometimes that's a fact. And that's so, what we say for like right when you go to a clinic, and we'll tell I tell kids when I do a clinic, I'm like, hey, you might like something I, I teach you, you might not, and and if that's fine, take it in, digest it, and then get rid of it if you don't want it. And if you right. if you grab something, hey, cool, awesome, and that means right. I did my job correctly, and we can build off of that. But no, I understand 100. But that's that's why I feel that we have really dove into this this side of 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 getting education because we have such a beautiful facility here and we have the resources here and we are students of the game so we dive into that and and try to be the best for our athlete so that's like all right well i feel that we get it lost is that you know there's a coach athlete and then but there's also that official that we don't Mm -hmm. really think about and if we really want to make wrestling great we have to think of all three and then educate throughout so and, and what i try to do too i mean if you have a bad official and a, and a and a you know a new kid wrestling and ends up losing you know wrestles his butt off but there was some bad calls and it goes against them it's like 
now that kid had a bad a bad experience with the sport where he should have won, but you can't go and tell the kid, oh, well, you got screwed. The referee should. Yeah. You can't do right. that. So the officials, right. you know, they need to understand what's going on. Also, they need to have a good grasp of the rules. So now that they can apply them the correct way, so now the the well, the kid who's supposed to win wins. Yeah. The, the the best referees okay so i just talked about your skill set right taking in a lot of information processing it quickly coming to to a decision but the other thing that the very best guys have in common is they don't ever want the wrong guy to win right like yeah. that wears on them right like mm -hmm. like the the best referee i've been around personally is zach Errett. um he, he's he's an amazing official and, and i was in fargo a few years back um and he's in a leadership position at that point right he's not on the map but I don't know if you guys remember the the heavyweight semifinal where a phantom point went on the board um, and the wrong kid won. Like just, in fact, we changed the rules. Zach wrote a different rule that's a USA Wrestling rule for this purpose and because of this match. And the rule basically says that the match chairman at any point or the jury at any point can go back and look at the tape to fix a clerical error. Yep. Um, that's not in the UWW rulebook. That is strictly a USA wrestling modification because of what happened a few years back in Fargo. And again, Zach had nothing to do with it, um, but the wrong kid won, like clearly the wrong kid won. A phantom that's a point bad, went up. That's a bad place like, to lose. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well going, and, back to, going back to, uh, maybe you could help us with this because Robbie and I had a situation on a mat where the head official Zach Garrett. It was Zach. No, I was going to bring that, that story up next. Watch the same the thing, Why don't you, Chris, sorry, Nick, sorry our, to our guest here. Let the guy speak. I didn't know. I, I knew where he was going with it when he was talking I'm about sorry, it. I'm sorry, dude. Stop. Put this Nick, on please. I'm going to shut Nick, the heck up. Nick, Nick, Nick Chris please. Just I'm, long, I'm long winded, so I can go for a while. Okay, but, Like, no, you're oh, not. you're not. You are not, not on mute. <laughs> and you just cussed a lot more on this. Oh, I think he could hear All right. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, you could hear it. It's on mute. We heard it all. We heard it all. In mute. Yes. You just when it's on mute, there's it. a little red cross in the corner yes. that never came up. Yes, so. that never came up. So you just got heard. And you, now, Harvey, Harvey has a lot more work to do. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm going to him a nice Christmas bonus, Nick, Chris. Keep going because I knew where you were going out this whole time. I knew where you were going. Yeah. So so that, that one, again, Zach had nothing to do with it, but uh, I was rooming with him. Like, uh, we, we were. We were drinking beers and having a good time. And as soon as that happened, like Zach shut down and like went to work. Like, this is wrong. We got to fix this. What can we do? Like he wrote the rule that night. Like he was upset. Right. And again, that one had nothing to do with him. So now imagine last year, what happened with you guys where he walks up and he's like, and, and Zach's really bright about taking in. He, he processes the whole situation, right? Like everything going on. Who are the coaches? Hey, Robbie Smith's involved in this. Maybe this is an important match, right? Like that's part of his thought process. So he was just walking by, but he sees, hey, Robbie just threw a challenge block. Like it's probably an important match. I'm, I'm going to go watch the, the video review. Pulls it up, looks at it. It's like, hmm, that seemed pretty clear cut. Watches it a couple more times, which is not his, normally not his MO. Like he watches it once, he's made a decision, he moves on, right? Instead, he watches it a few more times. Like, man, I really don't see what, what Robbie's looking for here. So he scored it and he moved on come to find out the 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 person who pulled up the video pulled up the wrong freaking match like completely wrong match again 
I room with Zach. We're, we're really good friends. Like that ate at him. It really, really bugged him. And it, and it came up in our meetings and he was kind of pissed off at people. Okay, Chris, go. Sorry. So yeah, like, again, that's a quality that the very best guys have. Yeah. Like we'll talk about it. Like, well, we'll get together. Like, Hey, did we get the right guy? Like, did we screw that up? Like it'll, it'll eat at us like, yeah. like a bad loss would eat at you. Right. As yeah. an athlete. Right. Yeah. So, so we, you know, I, unfortunately I had to do damage the, control on that, by the way, dude, she yeah. <laughs> put her out of the tournament and she cried like her mom. Brutal. Died. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Like, you know, we all, we're all human. Right. And that's, <laughs> And, and what's so funny, what was so funny about it, right? And because like you said, right? I, I was sitting in the corner. Me, it was me and Chris in the corner. And Zach took it. I was like, oh, we got a good, we got a good juryman. Like, oh, and then he looked at me like, what are you asking for? Yeah. You're, like, you're, you're, you're losing it, Robbie. And I was like, what did you challenge this? Yeah. And I was like, I looked at Chris, I'm like, damn, we you know what's funny is that they went over that exact same exchange in the yeah. meeting. Yeah. The, the day before that morning was the exact same video, the double and, talk, and, and him talking about it. No, Zach wanted to clarify how important it is if you're the video guy that you get the right video and the right yeah. sequence and the right plate. You know, like yeah. it was. Yeah, again, so, it, yeah. It, it, he stewed about it. It, it ate yeah. at him, and and when he, and when, I, I mean, that, that, that was a big one too. You know, and and yeah, again, there, I not to there's some coaches that like you're saying it's a it, he's going to be like, right, I'm going to check this out. Cause he came to me and he was like, I, I, I think you called me. He's like, Hey, you need to, you need to come up to the, the head table because we need to talk to you. And then I was like, oh. he realized he screwed it up. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing that, that the best guys do, right? If I screw something up, yep. I'm going to call you up and look you in the eye and say, Hey man, I screwed this up. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, and that's a, a huge respect factor, right? Like, I, thank you. Right. And what, I, I want to know, right? And all the other coaches are like, what are we going to do now? And it's like, well, it, nothing. They can't, can't do anything. But at least we got told, and they're recognizing it, and they're going to try to fix it. Where we have refs in our area, and, and, and refs that are not even our area, across the country, say, that think they are to that level, and they are like, sit down. And, and that's what, or, you know, and, 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 and talk to you this way, and that's what gives the bitter taste. Right in yeah. the mouth and 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 hurts that coach relationship. I think we're doing much better now, um, and and building that ref coach athlete relationship. But it, it's like even here, and I'm going back to my area where we'll sit there and I'll try to help somebody, and they'll be like, "Coach, I know what to, I know how to ref," mm -hmm. and right. it's like, "Okay, I I know you know how to ref. I'm just trying to help." You well, know? here's what something I could say. I I know I know how to ref. Yeah. And I also know you know a hell of a lot about wrestling, all yeah. three of you, right? Mm -hmm. And and Jimmy Maderos is another good one. Like Jimmy and I will just sit and talk about positions and calls. Mm -hmm. Seems like for hours, right? It just so that we both are gaining like understanding and perspective and context, right? So it's kind of like we're nerding out, like we're wrestling nerds, right? So we're nerding out on positions and how it gets scored. And not neither one of us is like, nah, this is the way it is. I know, I know best, right? Like, because you don't learn when you're all knowing there's nothing did, else to did, learn did i right? did i tell you what happened we talked about it right uh stevie about uh, freak show what happened to me a freak show with the referee at my daughter's match yes we yeah. talked about it so that's, oh, man, that's a horrible tournament so 
The referee, <laughs> some old dude. I don't even know where he's from. Why does he got to bring it up? Because it, it angers me. Well, well you're just talking about the referee coaches. I know, I know, I know. I'm right you're, you're at, you're you're at an Orman event. I'm just saying you're at an <laughs> I know. Event. Trust me. I <laughs> know. <laughs> you got to know. This is why This is why it was. It pissed me off even more. Is because there was a call that happened uh, uh, against my daughter. Right? And then so there was no video reviews or whatever. There was no site. There was no judge or anything. So there just happened to be a ref standing in the corner saw the exchange the exchange and then switched it to the other person's call the, he overruled the the mat referee right mm -hmm. and then he and he's then, not involved in the match at all no no okay he was standing on the corner overruled the referee's call okay come to later in the later in the match same thing happens there's a flurry they go out of bounds we lose control after we're out of bounds right he calls an escape okay after we're already out of bounds, way out of bounds on the other side, okay? And I'm like, oh, no, no, whoa. I was like, hey, no, 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 that's not going to happen. Dude. I, I walked up to him and said, listen, all I'm asking is for the fair the fair chance that you gave him to me. You had somebody overturn your call, so I'm asking for somebody to go and watch this on the video because it isn't fair. And he turns around and he goes, you guys, are, you, got, you, got, you coaches are babies. I was like... What the? I was like, don't you ever call me a baby, dude. I said, all I'm trying to do is get a fair chance at this match, and you're ruining. You're gonna call me a baby? See, that's the problem. I thought I was gonna have to hold Chris back. Talk about crazy parents. Talk about crazy parents, huh? Always trying to fight at tournaments. I was like, no, dude, that, something like that happened to me. Too, you know, that's why I don't like coaching my kids because because of that kind of Even, stuff. Well, that that's a whole other added element, right? Now you're now you're crazy dad, right? All those guys you're having to, but, but you're long having story to short, break I up and tag well, that's you. Right? That guy. <laughs> Please, Louise. They Go ended here. up reviewing it and then we won and so we ended oh, up good. back on top. And but Well, that's good. At least they did that. I mean, he, and you were able to talk into it. But said that, dude, he could have got flicked in the nose pretty hard, dude. One of the one of the maddest <laughs> I've ever been uh was I was like 20 years old, 21 years old, and I took a team up to Northwest Regionals. Yeah. And the referee, like, didn't know Greco. Just, like, did not. I think we, like, got behind the guy in front, tripped wait, him. Wait, and time he, out. What year was that? 2000. Was that Lewis was – I took Lewis up there, Austin Cronin. So, I like – I think I was up there with you. Oh, eight, oh nine. I didn't take yeah. you up there, but it, you might have been no, up no, there I when I was up there. I was up there with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I just remember, you know, single man mechanics – and I know the referee. He's a good friend of mine now. But at the time, I was the maddest I've ever been because something similar to that, like he made calls that were terrible calls. And then like he was calling leg fouls because we offensively, you know, front tripped the guy, something like that. And like all of a sudden it's caution too. We got cautioned out of the match for like two offensive leg fouls. And then something that was like a ghost, you know, it wasn't even a thing. Like he just didn't understand Greco. <laughs> And, uh, but anyway, I went to quite regardless of any of that, right? Like some people are, are better than others and some people, you know, miss stuff in there, but it's about how you deal with people and how you talk to people yeah. more than anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his first thing was like, well, if you're such a great referee, why aren't you out here? And I was like, Ooh. or why don't you referee? And I, so while I do referee, I'm just here coaching right now. Like I'm a category one. I, I know what I'm talking about. Like I was calm. He was being, you know, trying to incite things. And he's like, 
well, clearly you're not a very good coach. Maybe you should stick to refereeing because wow. your kid just lost. Wow. The closest I've ever come to punching a guy, like like a referee, right? Like, like, oh, wow. why why did we go there? Because wow. <laughs> like, he's so... wrong. That's why he knows he's wrong. That's his best so, way to get at I want. I want to hop off. Uh, we mean we can stay on this train for a long time, but I want to hop off and I want to go to. Uh, was it a singlet grab or not a singlet grab? <laughs> I don't think he can. Hit talking, I'm talking burrows. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just. Trying. I know we've had this conversation. I know we've talked about this. I was there, but I want to more go into this section. I know I just been doing that to trigger you a little bit. What's your favorite match that what's your favorite match that you ever, 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 ever refed or been a part of, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you've, you have ref some high level wrestlers, mm -hmm. uh, some of the greatest of all time. Um, and, and so what's your favorite one that you ever ref ref and or um, been a part of, like a part as, of. A, as yeah. a chair. Or yeah. A chair. The, 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 the best man. I mean, look, when you're on the, when you're refereeing, when you're on the whistle, that that's, a, it's different. It's funny because being a match chairman is much harder and and there's a lot more responsibility when you're a match chairman but you know when you're on the referee when, when you're blowing the whistle there's nothing else like that right that's you're you're part of like your center spotlight as much as you're trying not to be you are right people are like oh yeah i saw you blowing the whistle on that man so so for me those are always gonna the ones i'm blowing the whistle on are gonna be a tier above anywhere i was the match chairman that, right so um and for me, it's, it's, I think it's pretty easy. Um, it's uh, David Taylor, Jaden Cox, match two, 2017. So the one that everybody knows is match three, 2017. Yeah. Uh, that's the one uh, Sammy Julian was on the whistle. And uh, there was a flea call that wasn't, I'm sorry, there wasn't a flea call. That's the one where Kale threw the brick, threw the chair, and people were upset, right? Uh, I think David had to go on a walkabout for a couple weeks after that. So um, <laughs> I say that I remember him like putting up an Instagram video, like I'm just out in nature, like, you know, regrouping. But um, so what I remember uh, that that is uniquely tied to that match, that's why I even brought up that third match is Jaden Cox can sweat. That dude sweats. And, and by the way, this was my first ever uh, world team trials under the lights. I can sweat too. So, <laughs> so at one point, like where there's just puddles all over the mat. And, and I think, um, that Madison Square Garden. No, this was in, this was in Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, and, and final X. Fi no, it was before final X is the we, last yeah, year yeah, where we yeah. had a true trials before yeah. we went to the final X model. And I was really happy. I'm really happy. I got to be a part of that because it's a different experience when, you know, you wrestle everything from start to finish in that day. Um, you know, and make a team that day. So uh, but, they got but to the Greco, edge. But Greco wasn't there. Greco wasn't there. It was junior freestyle and senior freestyle. Yeah. So I've never, true. I've yeah. never, other than the Olympic trials, not gotten to be a part of one where it's everything. Because I was like, know. that's the last team I made. And we, we decided that at, in Vegas. Florida, Vegas. Oh, that's yeah. right. I was a part of us. Yeah, I was yeah. on the trials for that too. And yeah. I say trials because it was weird. Like it was yeah. trials, but it was like embedded into the US Open. Right? Yep. So, so that was technically my first world team trials, but it didn't feel like it because it wasn't a separate event, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, so in that match, at one point, they're like going out of bounds. And I think I want to say Cox was like had his feet towards the edge, but maybe it was Taylor because Taylor is tactically, he, he gets down in that, um, 
uh, parterre position at the edge, right? So I think one of them was trying to push the other one off, like double unders, trying to push the other one off, and his feet were like sliding out from under him, like an ice rink, right? I have a distinct memory of Robbie uh, on an ice rink out in San Diego at one point too. So <laughs> not a good situation when like your feet are slipping out from under you. Right. And so he gets up and he says, Hey, can we, can we like dry this up? And I remember thinking like I was taught by somebody years ago, like, you know, don't let the athletes control you, you control them. Right. And so he's like, you think we could, we could dry this up. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I'm in charge. <laughs> and I, and then I look around and I'm like, it is pretty wet out here, right? So then I said, so I think I looked over it. If it was Cox asking me, I looked over at Taylor. I was like, what do you think, man? Should we dry it up? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so I called, so I was like, didn't even know what to do. I was like, hey, somebody's got to come out here. And that's the other thing when in those pressure situations, like you don't want to stop the flow of the match. Like you do yeah. not want to do that, right? Yeah. But you, but safety's number one. So, those are decisions that have nothing to do with points that people don't think about. Right. Like, honestly, that was the hardest call I made in that match. Like, do I stop this match right now and have somebody come up here and dry it? And who is that person? And how long is it going to take him to get up here? And like, you got to process all that real quick. Right. But I was like, you know what? It's not safe. So I was like, Hey, somebody come up here and dry this up. Luckily there was a kid there. He came up, he dried it up pretty quick and we got back to it. I feel like that helped me and them have a cleaner match because yeah. there wasn't this slipping and sliding everywhere. Right. And in the third match that happened and I'm not, it, it's one of those things like it's, it's hard to do that. It's hard to stop a match and, and try and get things dried up like that. Um, but those guys both sweat and I was sweating too. And it was, it was an ice rink out there. So I'm glad that I got it dried up, but uh, Jaden won that cool. match. Yeah. And I do remember the, the previous before match two, um, I was off to the side and I was talking to Zach Garrett. And he was like, hey, what match did you get? Because, you know, you get your assignments like, hey, here's what you're going to ref. Here's where you're going to judge, blah, 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 blah. And you you generally get one you're going to referee. And he said, oh, what match did you get? And Jaden and, and David were wrestling match one right then. And I said, oh, I got this one, match two. And at the time, David was up like nine to two or something. Like he was up by a lot. And uh, – and then Zach looked at me and he goes, well, hey, don't don't let that score fool you. That, that match could go the other way next time, right? Like, basically, like, that's yeah, going to be a competitive yeah. match. Yeah. And right when he said that, Jaden did something that was – I wouldn't classify as, like, a real wrestling move, but it resulted in a takedown, right? It's just him being, being slick and, 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 and creating something out of nothing, right? And and got this takedown. And he looked at me, he's like, and that's why I said that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like at any time he can do something really special, right? So um so anyway, so yeah, match two, it was uneventful score wise. I think it was like a three to two match. Uh but Jaden won and closed the gap. Then he won match three and made the team and we won the world championship that year uh as a team. So that's to me, that's the one that stands out in my mind the most because it was my first one and those guys went on to do really, really great things. So that's what I would say is my best one. That's Biggest, awesome. highest profile for sure. Yeah. That's what about, awesome. what about your, the, the, the best trip or event that you've been, been a part of? Cause that's so the best that a lot of people don't like, like when you, when you're a high level official, like you are with the UWW stuff, you get to go to all these, all these big tournaments and stuff like that. And it's yeah. more than just the, the the tournament itself there's a lot that goes into it so yeah 
So uh, the best the best place I've been, the place that I enjoyed the most was the Junior Worlds in Estonia. Uh, Mark Alverson was there. Peyton placed there. Peyton Amanya placed at that tournament. Um, I just really enjoyed that country. And they hadn't hosted a world championship in like 50 years or something. So they were like really excited to put on a great event. So, you know, it was just, it was was a cool country, a lot of cool stuff to see. Uh, The food is, is a factor in a lot of these places. Sometimes you go places like, I'm not going to risk it. Right. Like I've been to Russia a few times and gotten sick every time. So, um, so yeah, I really enjoyed Estonia. Did you get the I didn't. Way? I was I was a scared little kid, and when I when I say kid, I was thirty nine years old. But I was scared <laughs> to be in Russia by myself. I had to. That's that's a, a a funny story because it was my first international trip. I got selected to go to the Women's World Cup in Chebaksari, Russia, which is you fly to Moscow and then you get on a train for twelve hours. Oh, and so you know, and have you guys been on a Russian train? Nope. Yes. Yeah, I have so on a that doesn't count. There you go. So, <laughs> the train, but the train counted. The train counted. The train, <laughs> counted. the train was real, Chris. The train was real. Um, so yeah, those trains are like from the 1940s, right? Yeah. And so they're really well kept for something that was built in the 1940s. But um, I was, I had, I had uh, brought an iPad and also got like a. I forget some other tablet, cheap tablet that I could just load American movies on. So I had something to watch while I was there. And uh, I left those, I left those devices sitting and I went to the beer cart to get oh, a beer no. and, and two security it. guys walked by and like tried to take them. And then Adeline Gray was like, Hey, what are you doing? And they're like, well, these are stolen. And she's like, no, they're not. Those, those are mine. I, this is all unbeknownst to me. I'm having a beer with Terry in, in the beer. Cart, right? <laughs> and uh, she's like, no, those are mine. And they're like, well then show us a receipt. She's like, that's not a thing. It's like, give me those. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I, so I owe Adeline my iPad, my, my two tablets. She got it back for me. But, um, and then Allie Reagan, I think, cause I was with the women's world. Team. It was a great experience. Like for mm-hmm. my first trip, really enjoyed being, being with the girls. Um, so Allie Reagan came back to the beer cart. She's like, Hey, um, Adeline says, get your ass back here right now. <laughs> so I, I got, I went back there. And she basically gave me a look like, hold on to your own stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I got these yeah. back for you. All right, rookie. So was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was the way there with the team. So I'd had that experience. Um, and But I knew the whole time I was going to have to come back by myself because the girls were staying. The reason they chose that site um, was there was a regular tournament that they that, – all the best countries go to anyway. So they tacked the world cup onto the front end of that. Well, had I stayed for the world cup and that I was going to miss like two weeks of work and I couldn't do it. So I was like, no, I can only go for the world cup. And it wasn't clearly explained to me before I accepted the trip. And again, it's my first trip ever. Like, well, cool. You're going to ride on a train 12 hours back by yourself. So um, on the way there, we landed in Moscow. We got on a bus. It took, I'm not joking. I'm not making this up four hours to get from the airport to the train station. It was like Friday night driving through Moscow, you know, crazy drivers through Moscow. And it took four hours. And we had, you know, we had a bus driver who was driving us to that location. And I keep thinking like, how am I going to do this on my own? You know, eight days from now, like <laughs> how am I getting back? And not you know, know I don't how to speak, speak a lick of Russian. Don't, don't have a lick of Russian. Don't have a cell phone because they're on a whole different system, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you can't, you can't just like Google, you know, you can't use Google Translate. Like, what am I going to do? 
So I was nervous about that the whole time. And so I was like leading up to it. And I talked to Izzy. So Izzy was, again, Brandon Doran is my business partner. One of my best friends, Brandon wrestled for Izzy at Yucca Valley. So there, we have an old connection there. So I was really happy Izzy was there and Izzy's from Russia, right? So he speaks Russian. So he was like my tour guide the whole time there. It was great, great experience. But that last day I had primed him like, Izzy, you got to get me on this train, dude. And you got to make sure like, uh, like when I get off that train, I know what to do. He's like, I got you, Nick. I got you. Well, I'm literally, the tournament is ending. It's wrapping up. And I look down at my train ticket. And I look at the referee next to me like, that's tomorrow, right? And he's like, no, that's tonight. That's two <laughs> hours from now. So like the tournament ends. And I went from like, I'm going to the banquet with, with Terry and with Izzy to I've got to go back, pack all my stuff and get on this train. Like complete panic, complete, like, like scared. Right? Like, what am I going to do? And luckily, Izzy could see it in my face. Like, we got back. He, him and Terry are getting ready to go to the banquet. And, like, I'm just looking at Izzy like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so, luckily, Izzy was like, hey, Terry, I'm going to take Nick. I'm going to make sure he gets on this train. So I, I'm always um, eternally grateful to, to Izzy for babysitting me through my first Russian trip. And he got me on the train. He walked me on the train. He's like, and it's, I felt like a, like a five-year-old, like a kindergartner whose dad was like, you know, dropping him off at school for the first time. He's like, all right, you're going to put your bag here. Okay. You're going to do this. Right. <laughs> and, and then as he's like walking me through the process, there's a guy in the cart because we had a sleeper cart and he, and Izzy was talking to me in English and he said something to me and it made the guy laugh. And Izzy's like, oh, now this is all in Russian, but Izzy looks at him. He's like, you speak English. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. You speak English. You and him are best friends now. Right? <laughs> like basically, like, you're going to take care of my guy. So yeah. he told him all in Russian, when you guys get back to the train station, you're going to get him in a cab. You're going to make sure he doesn't get ripped off. You're going to tell him exactly what he's paying the cab driver. Like walk him through it. And, and that's what happened. So that was quite the experience for my first time. And, um, yeah, I was I was definitely scared like a like a like a little kid would be for sure. For sure, that would be scary. Um, in Russia, in Russia, and, 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 and those cab I've dealt with many Russian cab drivers, and they are not good. So yeah, well, uh, they, they, they I mean that country prides themselves on like being um, corrupt, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. if they can get one over on you, they will. So, but, but the good thing about what we are a part of is the mafia the the russian federation and is ran by the mafia in right mission momoshvili and then and then the head of the um and the head of, by name. Have a, gonna have a target i don't know what you're talking about i don't <laughs> bro, know what you're talking bro, about if they listen this. to this russia what up bro what up momoshvili from california my name is christopher lopez <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, the head of the Moscow Federation is Victor Momoshvili. And mm -hmm. I've had personal contact with them and seen the power that that man is. going to get had. you on a no fly list. Dude. That's fine. <laughs> yes, we're looking for Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's they, it's like, I, I, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy situation in a different world for sure different world but i'm what i'm trying to get at is wrestlers are very respected there yeah and if you can get that across and get that to what you need to do you and they understand then like oh oh no we messed up because you know this person 
and right. can, can take away my life. You know, right. and I've I, <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. So it's crazy. I've never seen anybody get murdered. I shouldn't say that, but I've seen it like the, the power, power. The, the power. power. You see the power. Close, yeah, close yeah. to it though. Close to it, right? Close to it. Like hanging, could have hanging like, them off the bridge. When you walked away. It could have happened. I didn't see it. No. <laughs> but you didn't see I, it. I, I didn't Is that what they told it. you? Said you didn't see anything. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, this started because Chris asked, did you go to the Kremlin? <laughs> and the answer was no, because I was so scared. So I got back to the hotel and just hid in my room. I had a, a like a, a, I think a 12 hour, maybe 24 hours before my actual flight back. So you never did I, you go out and explore? I didn't. Oh, I, and I regret man. that. I, I regret it. So, but the oh, one thing man. that I, that I did take away. Well, I read like how safe is it on your own, right? Like you're just by yourself out exploring Moscow. And it was, again, it's my first international trip today. I would do it. No problem. Yeah. My first one out, I, I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. You, and you um, did the rookie different. mistake by getting on the internet and reading about it. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so what I did do the paid off those, I, I was going to just go back, get into the airport and sleep in the airport for those 12 hours or whatever. And then I was like, this is, you're being stupid. Like get a hotel somewhere nearby. So that's what I did. Well, I found a hotel um, that is literally like on the Moscow airport grounds, just like there's one in Dallas like this, there's an airport, like, you know, on, on the airport grounds. So I got that hotel. But what's funny is when you leave, there's a shuttle to get you to the terminal. Well, I got dropped off at the terminal and then walked to the hotel and it wasn't that far, no big deal. And I'm thinking like, why is there a shuttle? Shuttle in the morning. So get on the shuttle. And like when you pull out of the parking lot, the airport is to your left, like 150 yards. We turn right. We leave. <laughs> we, go, we go out. We get on the freeway. We hang a left. We're like 10 minutes down the road. I'm like, holy shit, I got on the wrong shuttle. I, who <laughs> knows where I'm going right now? I got, so I'm like literally like sweating, freaked out. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going in the middle of Russia right now. The airport's right over there. Could have walked, right? My fat ass. <laughs> so, exactly. So after about 10 minutes of driving, we end up on a little loop around that brings you back into the airport. And brings you right up to the terminal and you get out. And like, once I could see the airport again, like I'm starting to breathe size of relief. Right. <laughs> but the funny part of all this is two months later, I'm back and I went to the Uregan. So I went to Russia back uh, to back. Right. You, yeah. So I went to the Uregan, found out that you can fly from Moscow to some of these places in Siberia. Yeah. You don't have to take a 12 hour train ride. A little bitter about that, but um, so fly to Siberia, get really sick. That's a different story. But on the way back, oh no, I'm sorry. On the on the way there, we all the whole team met up and stayed in that same hotel. Yeah, you know this is the Uregan, so it's all the dudes, right? The only yeah. guy who wasn't there was Burroughs, but like all of our best guys are there. Yeah, and so we all get in the shuttle the next morning. We got an early morning flight to fly to the Uregan, right? And we get in the shuttle, and I already know what's coming because I've been on this <laughs> shuttle before, right? But all the dudes, it's the whole U.S. team, they don't know. And so I'm watching them all, right, as we turn right out of the – and I'm watching, like, again, these are all, like, studs, and they're all starting to look at each other, like, where are we going? Dude, where are we going, right? <laughs> like that's like these mumbles, like, yeah. and I'm kind of chuckling, right? And then uh, I think uh, Nick was Dowsey was next to me, and I was like, hey, bud, we're, hey, we're going to be okay. Like, I've been on this one before. We're going to loop back around, but – watch this this is pretty funny right and we watched while everybody was like 
hey man where are we going <laughs> like <they're> still, like, <laughs> so anyway, so having that experience and that Russian yeah. driver's just sitting there saying, you stupid, stupid Americans. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so, when, uh, so I have one, one more question. When do you start working? When do you start, like, uh, when does wrestling kick off? What do you got to do? And, and when? We have a clinic tomorrow morning. So a lot of times you'll have the clinic the night before, but I think you got a real experienced group of guys here. So the, the idea is you get selected. The selection process for the world team trials. Hold on, real Go quick, ahead, Robbie. Do our fans have our our people know where you're at right now? Have we have we have we actually gone through that? No, I don't know if we have. No. I don't think we have. Yeah. So, no. where are you? Just a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Where are you? What are, what are you doing this weekend? And and explain what your good question. Is. All right, so uh, I'm in Dallas right now, and it's the Senior Nationals. And so, just to give some, there's all these little nuances in the world of wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. That the that the the common fan wouldn't know and even like a pretty educated person might not know. So uh, because it's an Olympic year, uh, normally the senior nationals would take place as part of the U.S. Open, uh, which is typically held in Vegas in April, right? So that's that's your standard time to see the senior nationals. And most people just refer to it as the U.S. Open, but that's just the senior nationals is one portion of the U.S. Open. Because it's an Olympic year, everything gets pushed back, right? So the Olympic trials are going to take place in April at Penn State. And so as a result, you can't have the U.S. Open in the same month, right? Well, you can't have the U.S. Open minus the seniors. So the seniors have to wrestle at their national tournament prior to that to kind of set the ladder and then set like what the seating would be for for the Olympic trials. So that's what's going on. So I'm in Dallas right now for the senior nationals. Um, so all three styles, right? So we'll have uh, freestyle, Greco, and women's wrestling uh, at the senior level. So it should be a great weekend of of really good wrestling. And it's an Olympic year, so this is when like everybody comes out, um, and it's a lot of people's last hurrah, or it's people trying to make come back. Like you get to see some some really good stuff usually at these tournaments. Um, and so again, from a referee's perspective, um, being selected for a world team trials that's that's the most prestigious thing you could be selected for in country would be the Olympic trials. Um, And then on a year to year basis, the world team trials to get selected for the Olympic trials, you had to have worked a world team trials within the last quad, right? Like building up to that. Uh, And historically the way referees have been evaluated is at the U S open watching them work senior level matches, which only makes sense, right? Cause those are the matches that, they're going to be refereeing to determine the world team or the Olympic team. So, um, so for this particular event, the referees were selected uh, based on if they had worked a world team trials over the last three years. So, so you got a good group of officials here and this is the last evaluation um, for the Olympic trials. So my understanding, I hope I understand this right. So I don't say something that's not correct, but I think my assignment here for the first time um is I'm I'm a jury member, so I won't be on the I won't be on the mat. I won't be a mat chairman. I'll be if, if it goes to video review, or if there's something clerical wrong or something, you know, like you know one of the guys fixing that stuff. So, which is a really a, a, an honor to be asked to be put in that position, and I was not expecting that. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I'll show up tomorrow. And be like Nick, you're blowing the whistle, right? But <laughs> hey, but that'll uh, be fun too. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I probably, yeah, 
I, I enjoy that part for well, sure. So well, I know we're lucky to have you on and, and be a part of California State Wrestling as well, man. So I mean, we've been on for almost two hours. I'm sure we can geek out on more stuff for about another hour. Yeah, it's almost two hours. <laughs> we start. <laughs> so I know I know we can geek out. All all four of us can just like you said, man. We're all wrestling nerds and can geek out on this stuff for forever. And well, I, mean, I got um. I'm running 11 events this weekend. My company is while I'm here. Yeah. So I just, I was on the plane seating all the tournaments and yeah. then, then all the arguments come back on email. So as soon as I get off here, I get to listen to everybody's argument about nice. seating and then go fix all that. And then hopefully all kinds of fun. which tournaments are you doing down here? What, what tournament are you doing down here? All right. Well, let me pull it up real quick so I can remember them all. So we're doing um, the, I'll just read them for my oh, list. This weekend, so Zinkin. Zinkin is this weekend. So, we are doing got too many spreadsheets. They're all seating spreadsheets. Okay. Uh, Raul Huerta, which is Canyon Springs tournament. Springs. Uh, Edison Beach Bash. Mario, that's Mario's. Um, yep. Um, and then El Cajon. The El Cajon Invitational, which Northview used to go to that. Yeah, they don't, they don't go. They go to Zika now. They don't go anymore. Yeah. Um, then I got a girls tournament at Laguna Hills. Um, the Chris Camacho Memorial, which is the Calvary Chapel tournament, but they hold it at Capo Valley. And then I got the Centennial Fish Fry, which used to be the oh, delicious Steve, the Steve Stewart Fish Fry. It's a good name for a JV tournament, right? Fish Fry. There you go. Fish fry. <laughs> uh, I knew it was a JV tournament. It's got to be. Yeah. Um, and then the Bishop Amat Rumble. I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, yeah, Saturday. I'll be there. Nice. And then uh, Desert Mirage is putting on a girls tournament. So those are all the ones in Southern California. But then Brandon is at, see me being here, put through a wrench in all sorts of things because I usually go to Roseville for the Women's West Coast Tournament of Champions, which I think yeah. Northeast girls team goes there. <clears throat> so Don Martinez brings me up to, to run the college portion of that tournament. Well, I am obviously here, so we sent Natalie Hayes, who uh, used to be the team I person, but now she works with us. We sent her up there because we want to make sure there's somebody strong up there. So that Brandon she's not goes be at state anymore. No, no, she'll be at state. She'll <laughs> be at state. Um, and then Brandon's at the Reno TOC, um, providing streaming support. So we work with a company called Cap Wrestling, uh, which is Desi Kaplan. He's out of um massachusetts and and we kind of partnered up a few years ago and so when anytime anytime he has something going on on the west coast he reaches out to us and we get involved so that allowed us to help work the cklb the last two years which is a really cool experience uh and the reno toc uh last year and this year so that's where brandon is right now we also are providing the streaming for the zincan tournament so we're not doing the brackets dennis bardsley's doing the brackets but it's funny wrestling's a small world right so you yeah. end up like like I've known Dennis for years and I never thought we'd be like running wrestling tournaments together, but that's exactly what we do now. Right. Like he's the, what was the name of your guys. company again, the name of your company. K and D productions. We couldn't come up with a name and Brandon was like, Hey, you're kindred. I'm Dorn. Why don't we just be K and D productions? I was like, <laughs> okay, that worked. Cause you gotta be like license is a business name. Right. So that's how it came up. But it's funny. If you put out a good product, it doesn't really matter what your name is. It catches yeah. on. So, uh, yep. Um, I, I mean, we, like, like, we know you're a busy guy, man. You're a very important person. 
USA Wrestling. You got a lot going on, so we thank you for taking the time out of your well, busy no, day. Don't, don't get him out of here. Dude, it's been place. two hours, bro. I don't want to keep him on here any longer, man. But he hasn't even, one he hasn't even seen Dallas-Fort Worth. He has one. This is the guy to ask the question to. Who? This is going to be a completely got a different set of people than, than we had. Nick. We have asked yeah. this question to everyone, almost, almost oh, everybody. Oh, yeah. We haven't asked it in a long time. A while. I'm nervous now. I'm nervous. Uh, we have not Where asked this question for a while. Where were you when you lost your... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your first... <laughs> um, your top five or ten... California wrestlers. California wrestlers. Okay. Eric Guerrero. Specific Eric Guerrero. Okay, Guerrero. Eric Guerrero. I say that because Eric was uh, was a senior when I was a freshman, and I was teammates with Joey Martinez, who's the head coach at Menlo College. Joey was like a god to me at the time, right? Um, he was just the best guy on our team. I think he took fourth in the state that year. And Eric teched him in two rounds and was like talking shit to him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna hit, a, I'm gonna hit a high crotch right now. Like crotch takedown, right? Like I never seen Joey so pissed ever. Joey came off the mat, and I was like, "Well, I I hear he's really good." And he's like, "It's not that." He was talking shit to me the whole time, telling me what he was gonna do. <laughs> so, so Eric Guerrero's got to be up there. So you know, we are partial to our generation. So I'm I'm certainly gonna be guilty of that. Stephen Abbas is up there for me. Um, so I I'm a heavyweight, but I'm a I'm a wrestling nerd i was fortunate enough to go on a i was on a team that frank clemeni was asked to coach and so i got selected to be on the team but i held my own it was a world team trials in 96 uh in atlanta that was like the it was like the training tournament for the for the olympics the test tournament and back then it was before junior fila which would now be U20. just juniors yeah u20 before that became the age group. So back then it was basically U18. You had to be under 18 to make that junior team. And so um, a lot of guys who were seniors in high school were too old because they had turned 18, right? If you were, think about, if you were a cadet your sophomore year in high school, yeah, yeah. you would have been eligible. And if you were a junior your sophomore year in high school, you weren't eligible, right? Gotcha. So that tournament was tiny, but it was nothing but dudes in the gym right like just dude that like i saw kale get beat actually he got beat he didn't get beat bad um but at the time he gave this guy named david keelgard a really good match and uh, uh everybody was surprised because david keelgard was so anyway really really uh good team and on that team we had five champions i think out of like 12 weight classes and it was billy blunt um mark munoz Carlos Blanco, Steven Abbas, and then we had like a little guy like uh, Kurt Lorenz wasn't on that team. So we only had four champs, four champs. But like we were loaded that year. That's we won the high school nationals that year. So I was fortunate enough to be on a team with some real dudes. And Steven Abbas like beat the brakes off of everybody. Like he teched everybody in the tournament badly. Um, the only points he gave up was he scissored some dude's head in a like in an Iranian and then proceeded to like punish the guy for giving up points after that. Um, and these were good, good, good wrestlers. Right. So point being is my coach filmed everything and then made a highlight reel. Well, I took all the raw footage that hadn't been edited and just watched Steven Abbas and just yeah. watched him and watched him and watched him and watched him and watched him. 
And here's the thing, like I was a pretty agile heavyweight, like with some, I tried to wrestle like a lightweight. I tried to, I can't do. I tried really no, hard. <laughs> like, how does he do that? <laughs> so, but it was fun to watch, right? It was like, you, you just picked up all, all sorts of cool stuff. So I, I'm really partial to Stephen Adams. Um, okay. So there, I gave you two. And it only took me like 20 minutes to do that. Um, I thought we were on five. I know, no, so, so, you gave it, so you gave us Guerrero Navis. I gave Guerrero you Guerrero Navis. That's all okay. I'm giving you. Okay. Okay. You, you, you have to, um, uh, you have to go Dave Schultz. Like you can't not say yep, Dave yep, Schultz. Yep. Um, okay. So now those three, for me, those three are easy. Now it gets difficult. Um, because I mean, Robbie he, I I told Robbie at uh, at at Fargo so a few mad. years ago. Him and Cole, mean. him and Cole Conrad were talking shit to me, and I remember I said I used to kick your ass, and I used to kick your ass. So you can both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were fourteen when I kicked their ass, but whatever, it right? Matter. So it doesn't matter. Anybody anybody whose ass I kicked can't be in the top five. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Is he an honorable man? I, 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 I kicked Chris's ass last year at, at the camp, so it, <laughs> that works. Robbie, um, you're like a whole other man larger than me, dude. I feel really tiny next to you. No, no, bro. Count, you, you're you're over two. You're, you're, Every time you're I sit, you see you're, 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 you're look plus at their screen. You're plus look at their plus. screen, dude. You see where it says podcast on their screen? That's where my head goes in be- when I sit in between them, dude. That's that's all that's all I don't, small I, I am. Sorry, I sorry for him. I I knew he was coming with this. You don't have to put me uh, in the top ten or five. Don't worry about him. He's mad because I said I have. I feel that it was I was an honorable mention in mine. I think so, honorable. I think look if you if you made an Olympic team, you better be an honorable mention. Right? And four like, and four world teams and take top five in the world twice. I don't think that many people in California have done that. But whatever. Yeah. Oh, the other thing is, the other thing is, I gotta be fair and say, like, that didn't even cross my mind, and I'm just being like, I feel bad about this. Like, I didn't even think about a female, right? There's probably a female that belongs. In, um, I'm just not well versed enough to know who that is. Without me? Yeah, I mean, she will be when it's all said and done. But she's still writing her story. But I put yeah. her but right now. I put, I put her in my top, top ten five. with her. She's not my top five yet. No, because Accol- she's she's in the middle of it. Accolades. I put her. In, I put her in the top ten for me. Yeah. I, okay. I can buy that. I can buy that. And look, when it's all said and done, she's going to be there. She's got to win an Olympic title. She's got to win one. Okay. Um. I agree. So, uh, so Varner, top five or top three? Yeah. Varner. Varner's in the top five. Like Varner's yeah. done everything. Like if you go down the list of stuff you got to check off, like yep. he's checked yep. it all off, yep. right? Yep. So, um. I mean, he might be number one if you're just going down the list, to be honest. So um, is, now is I'm stuck. Now I don't know. I don't know. Dude, he's, dude, won everything. Like, don't I don't, yeah, don't, that's don't true. Stop over here. This guy, what What are you doing over here? This guy, don't he's feeling I'm salty because he hasn't somewhere. texted me back. I've been trying to get him on the show and he hasn't texted me back. So. Uh, well, oh, maybe he's on the bottom of my list. I, you know what? I'll text him. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah, about you me. do that. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Um, no, it's okay. I'm stuck now. I, I really don't know who the who the who my fifth one is because, like, you got to consider. I, I think there are tiers to this list, right? Who are the best five high school wrestlers ever? 
Yeah. And then who are the best collegiate wrestlers that come out of California? And then just who overall, right? Because you can you can tier that in different ways, right? Yeah. Um, your boy Wheeler, if you're just looking at like he's gotta be he's gotta be somewhere on there, guy's got a medal, right? But he ain't one of the top anything high school wrestlers ever, right? Yeah. So he's not somebody who's mind who comes to mind when you're thinking about that. So um I don't know, it, it, but again, it, you kind of got to go overall, right? Who's the Who's the lady that um, is involved with Stanford? She's probably got to be up Patricia there. Patricia Miranda. Patricia Miranda, yeah, probably probably her. Like, I don't know if you know this, but Chris's sister is Tatiana Suarez. <laughs> oh, sorry, Chris's sister is dating uh, Patchy, the Bellator champion, who's yeah. also Tatiana Suarez, and that's yeah. you know. Yep. So welcome everybody. This is episode thirty-four. <laughs> Tatiana. <laughs> So he he thinks that his sister should be up in that in that realm too. Yeah, she was tough. Talking about <laughs> oh, your sister was was tough. No doubt, it was still is tough. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's got sound effects. <laughs> um, but yeah, the list is hard, man. You can't narrow it down. You can t- like layer it, like you said, but to to narrow it down, there's so many good guys, man. And, there's so many good high school guys that did so much, you know, like Palomino, you know, and, and, you know, or those guys. The first, the first four times. Well, that's, yeah. you, you've Vasquez, got it. I think, Darryl, I think you've you know, got to some, Nate at Morgan. some point, because that's so difficult, you really should say, okay, we're going to make three lists. Like, Jay Welsh, hey, you know, yeah. who, who are your top five high schoolers? Who are your top five collegiate wrestlers come out of California? Like Louis Bland. What happened to Louis Bland? Yeah, great high school wrestler. He's from Turlock originally, by the way. Davis, too. I mean, he was how many times California State champ and then went undefeated in college at D2? Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's that's insane. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. look at the um, the guy that wrestles for uh, uh, wrestles for the four time heavyweight guy. Um, Neville? Neville's. Neville's the best high school kids, right? But then uh, Morgan McIntosh, that's another one. Right. Yeah. He just won a military world game championship. Yeah, he did. Who did? Morgan or yeah, Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Again, like if you like talking to the Cal- Calvary guy, I think I was talking to Christian Holiday actually. Like, hey, who's the best Calvary wrestler? Right, because Ooh. there's so much history there. Ooh. And and you know what the answer was? He didn't really hesitate. Lot. He says, "Got got to be Macintosh." Like, and you look Morgan at it, Macintosh. It probably is right. Ed, if you Mosley, actually look they had Ed Mosley. They had uh, Ed Mosley, Josh Holiday. Josh like those Holiday. guys are up in Billy that argument Parks. for sure. Calavita was tough too. Yeah. Calavita was a straight phenom, like mm-hmm. unbelievable wrestler. See, yeah. this is this is nerd stuff. We're, we're such nerds. Nerding dude. out. <laughs> hey, 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 Nick, we know we know out. you're a busy guy. You know we got a you got a busy schedule, and you're down in Dallas, and and we we appreciate you coming on. Uh, Let me show you. Uh, you probably have to edit this out too, but uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> we don't edit. Uh, here we go. Look at your. <laughs> This is this is what's going on over here. Lenny, say what's up to the boys. Look at his socks. Look at his socks. Jason, Jason doesn't even get a bed. Tucci's boy. Uh, uh, Tucci's not, not even here. 
It's over my shoulder. Kept it like that. <laughs> that would have been so funny. Should have kept it. It would have uh, been We would have, would have edited a clip and just put it on. Yeah, you USA wrestling. Uh, man, we should have Lenny on. That would be a, a good episode. Just to how <laughs> the, the the adventures of Lenny at Fargo. That's <laughs> Lenny could be his own TV show. There's no uh, doubt about. it. <laughs> oh man that's hey awesome. well, well, well best of luck this weekend man and yeah you know um i can't say we'll be rooting for you but i mean uh it's, it's awesome to see some hey, you can root for me hey yeah, let's we'll, hope nick doesn't make any mistakes but have a good time man i'm rooting for the ref man that's, Dallas. that's cuddles, that's cuddles out Dallas. there come on <laughs> that was jason and uh best of luck to you guys man thank you again uh nick for being on man and, and uh taking the time appreciate you no man. problem have right, a great right, one, buddy. All right, take care, man. Get some barbecue. Yeah, that's the plan. All right, bud. <laughs> Nick Kindred. What is his title at California State Wrestling? Uh, Something with the officials? Yeah, no, he's one head. He's one, of the, uh, he's one of the head. Frank Gamma is the director of officials. But um, somebody else. Him and, and Todd and uh, <clears throat> Frank are the three yeah. top head officials of California. California. I don't know the direct title. Um, something like that but that was a great that, was a, great interview. that was a great interview that that's if you if you're a, nerd, a wrestling nerd like us man you're gonna oh, enjoy man. this episode so I he hope, can I help because it's almost two hours there was two hours i i, I gotta that's go to fine. a doctor's appointment we had not for me for my cat so so you have to go to a vet appointment yeah I guess why are you feeling spicy over here to us right to me uh, to me especially today <laughs> it's, it's spicy hey, when the cameras turn off you know we're all good. We're friends, dude. This is for clicks. You know it's for clicks. For clicks, okay. It's for clicks. You know what I mean? Like, like and subscribe. Like, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like subscribe. You know no, that was a good episode. Uh, do we have it? Uh, we got so let's just let's try to got, get somebody on next week, man. We got Reno this weekend. It's a big weekend. Zinkin. We got Zinkin this weekend. We got I'll the Bill at, Martell this weekend. I'll be at a local tournament down here that he mentioned. So um, see what's up. But uh. It's always nice seeing you guys' face, man. Yeah, man. I got to uh, faces. Good. We're but, still uh, recording, so we got to quit the episode. I mean, you over here talking we're, like we're going to uh, after hours over <laughs> here. It's any after hours. What are you doing? Uh, but no, this like is great. This is good. Uh, but yeah, thank you, man. This is episode thirty-four, I think. 30, 34. 34. If I'm not, and it's but listed as something else, it's going to be listed as thirty-three, and um, we will we will fix it. But uh, just if you're following along, this is about thirty something. We we've kind of lost track, and and because of our episodes have kind of gotten mixed up. But um, if those who are listening and uh, you know that give us feedback, thank you for that. Yeah. Sometimes we feel like we're talking just to each other. But uh, that's all I do it for. <laughs> Hang out. But uh, if you guys see us around at tournaments, man, hit us up. It's almost that time, whether you think it or not, about joining California State Wrestling National Teams, put in your applications. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Follow us on Instagram. I'm LWC underscore Coach Lopez underscore. And this gentleman right here, Mr. Robbie Smith, is 
I'm RTDS Greco. I am also uh, at the Cali Connect, Cali underscore Connect. Um, and then we are also uh, CYC rest, uh, underscore underscore wrestling. Wrestling oh, wrestling CYC wrestling underscore underscore official. That's what it is. Something like that. Not there, but that's the only one that we that's the only control of. Yes. The other ones are, I don't yes. know what they are. And the other guy sitting over there that you can barely hear is Mike. That is what? uh you talking to me? <laughs> that is Steve Gee, Coach Steve Shot. Shot. These are our Greco extraordinaires. Um believe it or not, Chris, we can uh, also do leg grabbing. Yeah. Oh, I know, but you use the Greco extraordinaires, you know. So yeah. the the you're but the we Greco. only know Greco. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So right. I mean, but no, just just extraordinaire in Greco, but you guys are leg grabbers too. So yeah, um, but uh for layman he is he he failed to put his instagram out there it's oh, we uh, underscore throw underscore here there you go awesome follow him get him some some followers like and subscribe to him he's got an only fan page under the same name uh follow his only fans uh chris has all the all the access to that so <laughs> if you're getting money for that chris i need to get a cut okay? this guy Right. Hey, what do I get money for? Hey, Harvey, Harvey, you this guy dropped so many F bombs when you thought his mic was muted. Oh, that was so make sure you get him, bud. We're out of here. Yeah. Cut that music. Put it on, Harvey. Put it on, Harvey. Bye. Bye. Harvey. See you later, buddy.